Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Bartender Podcast. This is the Wednesday Quick Shot episode. Why is it a Quick Shot episode? Because you just want to get one and uh, get out of there, get home, because you got to work tomorrow, right? And not to mention, it's probably a subject that I don't know a lot about or couldn't really fill up an entire hour with. So, you know, it's it's all about honesty, you know, pretty much. Anyway, so uh, how's everybody doing? It's uh, you know trying to get back in the swing of things, get uh, get back to. Uh, doing the podcast on a regular basis because, you know, everybody needs a little bit of time off. And so I took a little bit of time off. You know, sue me. Some of, you, uh, some of these podcasters, they do 24 episodes and then they take six months off. And somehow they get bigger numbers than me. But not that, you know, I'm looking towards them as, uh, you know, kind of a uh, idle kind of, uh, uh, you know, how do they do it and try to study them. And, uh, well, yeah, jealousy does show up every now and then. Jealousy's an evil mistress. Hey, people, before we get started with today's show, I just want to uh, remind you, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, you want to be on the show, you want to share a drink, you want to just tell a quick story that I can relay uh, to the other bartenders and servers and, well, basically service industry workers. I'm not, it, this isn't just about bartenders. Uh, you know, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. And, you know, we can make it happen. I'd love to have more guests on the show. I'd love to have uh, stories from other people. Uh, you know, this guy, this show is for you guys and everybody that works the, in the service industry, from the person that comes in and cleans up in, uh, late at night all the way up to the manager. The general managers can kiss my ass. But, you know, you know, it's this is for you. And it's a place for us to all sit back, talk, and have a little bit of fun. But... To really get this show started, we got to start out with the drink special of the day. Uh, the drink special today comes from Grand Grander Rum. Yeah, Grander Rum. Uh, I swiped this off Instagram. Uh, they this drink that they call Smoke and Mirrors. The ingredients go as follows: two ounces of Grander Rum, one ounce of lime juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, a dash of smoked bitters. And a splash of Malbec. Malbec. Hopefully I said that right. Preparation. Add all the ingredients to a cocktail glass except the Malbec. Stir for 30 seconds. Add ice and top with a splash of Malbec. And I'll have a picture of it on the uh, on my Instagram and my Facebook. You can go take a look at it there. And, uh, yeah, give it a try. If you uh, happen to have some Grander Rum uh, on hand... Try, uh, try and give it a shot. Uh, give it to the customers and see if you can give them something new to look forward to rather than, you know, uh, 
you know, some something specific so that they can say that is my drink because customers like that, I think, don't they? Uh, I, I just remember one time I was in a steakhouse and a guy specifically asked for a Tito's uh, Cosmopolitan, I think it was. Uh, something with Tito's in it. Uh, it's a vodka. And uh, another guy was just like, oh, yeah, that's some good stuff right there. And they, you know, had a bonding moment over it. And I was, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe it's a whole thing about uh, being being able to say, yeah, that's my drink. Because I have it a specific way. Or they, the customer just wants to be a hard ass. No. Oh. I don't know if Tito's is uh, served all over the place. I don't even know if Grand Rum is served all over the place. But if you want to give it a uh, give it a shot, ask your boss to pick some up next time he does a liquor order. By the way, Grand Rum uh, or Tito's is not sponsoring Hey Bartender podcast, although I'd like them to. Uh, it's uh, just a drink that I ran across that uh, looked pretty interesting and thought I'd just relay it on to you guys. So hopefully everybody's doing okay. Uh, uh, we the restaurant industry has uh, not exactly uh, bounced back from the whole COVID thing yet. In fact, I don't think it's bouncing at all. I think it's just pretty much just sitting there on the floor waiting for somebody to pick it up. And you know, fast food restaurants they're still thriving. Uh, but out where I'm at, if you want fast food, you best uh, set aside about a half hour to forty five minutes sitting in a uh, sitting in line at the drive-thru because yeah, uh, you're, uh, you're going to wait cause nobody's going inside the stores right now. Uh, I've been hearing that some restaurants are going, uh, you know, boosting capacity, but unfortunately I've heard some of the restaurants are lowering capacity due to COVID. But, uh, you know, if you're, um, just remember you guys, I want you guys to play it safe. I want you to, uh, remember to use your masks. I want you to remember to social distance if necessary. Uh, uh, I mean, if you find somebody attractive and you choose not to social distance with them uh, in the privacy of your own apartment or swing club, that's up to you. But uh, if, uh, you know, just just remember to stay safe out there. Uh, the vaccine is available. I myself, truthfully, have not taken it yet because uh, I, well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm a little scared of it because I'm, I've had a history of uh, being allergic to certain medicines. And since I don't know anything about what this vaccine is doing or how the vaccine was made, I'm a little gun shy about it. But once the uh, vaccine becomes available to people in my line of work, uh, my day job, then if they come up to me and say, okay, here's your shot, I'll probably take it just because I want to avoid all of the, uh, uh, all of the sickness. And, uh, well, I've had a few people instead of, uh, I've had a few people in my life that, uh, have passed away because, uh, because of COVID-19 or truth, truth being told, they had a little bit, uh, something else wrong with them at the same time. But uh, ultimately, COVID took them, and uh, according to the doctor, and it finally happened where it wasn't a very, very, very loose six degrees of separation. It was like one or two degrees, and you know that that's enough to make you jump a little bit. I mean, sure, 
you hear about celebrities, you hear about uh, people you don't know on uh, social medias or something like that. So it's kind of tough, but once it gets within one or two steps of you, uh, that's when your ears start to perk up a little bit, doesn't it? So uh, remember to stay safe, and if you uh, want to or not, uh, that's totally up to you. Go get yourself the vaccine, and uh, just remember, stay safe and uh, look out for other people too, especially your loved ones. But something that I don't normally talk about, uh, in fact, I choose to not to talk about it, but unfortunately, this actually has to do with uh, people in the service industry, uh, every, everybody in the service industry. Uh, apparently, the, uh, uh, the, our new president has decided to introduce a bill to set minimum wage to $15 and uh, eliminate tipped wages uh, by 2027. Okay, that's a long way off. Okay, but, uh, you know, it's time to sit back and make, make ourselves aware of all this sort of thing. Every single one of us in that work in the service industry, we have a little bit of a hard time with, uh, you know, with money. There's really not much that we can do with the money that we make. We can all agree on that. And especially when you're sitting there and uh, the people, the uh, bartenders and servers that I've talked to in the uh, Upper East Coast, New Jersey, uh, New York, they don't get paid minimum wage wage at all they or at least very little you know they get maybe two dollars and fifty cents or something like that while the rest of the world is making 750 which is the uh, federal minimum wage but these businesses in new york or uh uh jersey or some some any any place here in america i could i can't speak for anybody that lives outside of the united states but uh, they actually get paid less because they're uh, and force their uh, employees to claim their tips. And, you know, we're all supposed to claim tips. And uh, so at the end of the night, you uh, once you're done with all, all your work, you have to count up your tips. You need to uh, put it into the computer or you write it down on your taxes, whatever. And uh, then you got to uh, show that as your income. But then you uh, run through the stress uh, in a night. Uh, now, here's the bad side, uh, in my worthless opinion, about uh, you know about working for tips alone. I don't know where they got the idea that to give people a dollar ninety five, two dollars and fifty cents, and then tell them claim your tips or you're fired. Uh, I don't know where that idea came from. It uh, probably stems all the way back to the uh, origins of tipping uh tipping uh i think i've said it before where uh the definition from webster's dictionary of tips uh well one of the uh one of the definitions there's a lot of definitions because a lot of things are called tips but for gratuity uh gratuity is to ensure uh proper and prompt service so, you know, in a way you can think of it as a bribe. You know, uh, it's like I want a nicely poured drink or I want my food uh, right away or made specifically to the uh, way I like it. So I got to make an impression on the bartender or server so that they get my way every time. 
then over time it became uh, just uh, thank you for your service. And me, like every other bartender, I've been approached by people that say, what is the purpose of tipping? Well, nowadays it's tough to, uh, it's tough to really tell them when you're making a minimum wage. But there are people out there that make less than a minimum wage because the, uh, because of the whole claim your tips thing. And then I feel really bad for those bartenders and servers and whatever out there that work for tips, mostly tips, because if, you know, one customer sits there and drinks $20 worth of liquor all of it, and then walks away without uh, tipping at all because they just don't believe in it, ha-ha, <laughs> um, that was a whole bunch of wasted time and effort. And, you know, and also you can think of these people that take up your, uh, take up your real estate on your bars as, you know, they're not, uh, they're not paying for the spot. And when you could have had somebody that was sitting at that spot and that does tip, but this person basically paid you, uh, didn't give you your paycheck. That's one way to think about it. So then, you know, uh, a lot of bartenders have to jump through, uh, you know, jump through hoops, to do a big show uh, in order to impress somebody uh, to get a tip. I mean, it's like that scene in Reservoir Dogs where Steve Buscemi's going off about saying, what, she only filled up, uh, filled up my coffee about, t- about two times. I expect coffee in it every single time. She doesn't deserve a tip. You know, uh, it's, you know, these people have get hard-headed about that sort of thing. That's where the idea of, that people should work in the service industry for at least six months before they're able to get a real job to understand what people, uh, what people are, uh, how they're treating people that work in the service industry. And it's, uh, I think it would open up a a lot of minds out there. Somebody tell Elon Musk, go, uh, go work behind a bar or uh, tell him to go work at a red Robin or TGI Fridays or something like that for a week and see how he walks out of there. Although I picture that guy as a pretty generous guy, so don't let's not harass him. Let's find somebody else rich to harass. Uh, now taking your votes. Now the way the news is uh, making this look is uh, by 2027, they're going to completely get rid of the whole tipped wages type of thing, where the, your boss or the company that you work for or the owner of the restaurant that you work for is not obligated to pay you full minimum wage because you make tips. And, you know, if you're making tips on top of that, uh, on top of minimum wage, technically you're not making minimum wage anymore. Uh, Of course, most of us, uh, those tips are the only thing keeping us alive. So here's what they're uh, wanting to do. They want to raise, by 2027, the... uh, Federal minimum wage that hasn't changed in 10 years. It's been seven and a quarter for most of the United States uh, to $15 minimum and get rid of the whole uh, tipped wages thing. Now, $15 an hour is nothing, uh, nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, well, I mean, $15 an hour is a lot to me. Some, some people out there are like $15 an hour. That's nothing. I couldn't live on that. No, $15 an hour to a guy like me, that's a lot of money. Uh, but, I mean, enough to live a comfortable life. I mean, I couldn't, uh, wouldn't be able to buy uh, uh, all these goofy toys that I have all over my house because I'm, 
I'm, I'm an adult with adult money right now. I'm, I'm like one of those TikTok things. I mean, I have an Iron, Iron Man helmet and uh, a bunch of other stuff. You don't need to know about that. But um, the whole thing, $15 an hour does sound like a lot of money to all, all of us. But then I sit back and wonder, are your customers going to react to that when they sit back and realize, well, you're making $15 an hour, so why do I have to tip on top of that? You make plenty to live off of. I remember there was a uh, gentleman, I think he was from Spain. Uh, I did a, uh, I talked about him on a podcast in the past. I could go back and look, look for it, but I'm not going to right now. Uh, he sent me a, a letter that or an email saying that he doesn't get tipped at all and he's doing very well for himself. You know what? Good for him. Um, in fact, uh, uh, the the guy from uh, the UK, um, Adam Hall, Adam Hall. Yeah, um, uh, he he was on the show and he talked about that he doesn't receive tips uh, when he works. Uh, that and that's in the UK. Uh, but, uh, his, their way of tipping there, he says he's got a reader board where they have a dry erase board and buy you basically buy the bartender a drink. And the way he described it to me, he never, if, as long as he drinks at that specific bar, he will never have to buy another drink in his life. But, you know, are we catching up with other countries right now here in America or are we going to end up shooting ourselves in the foot? Now they're calling this a kind of a relief fund. Uh, because of uh, how you know how ev- everything went south for people that work in the service industry uh, when COVID hit, and I mean once they said okay all restaurants closed, uh, all, all the servers, cooks, uh, bartenders, uh, hostesses, dancers, uh, bouncers, they all probably freaked out for a few minutes because okay now i'm not making any money whatsoever you know i i can't live on nothing but then all of a sudden the uh the incentive uh or the unemployment bonus that everybody got all of a sudden made it look like okay maybe i'll make it uh make it out of this or at least be able to keep my apartment and but it also changed things around where they, the, your manager sits back and says, okay, we can open back up to this capacity. But, uh, when we get to that capacity, we don't need that many servers. We don't need that many bartenders on hand. So I can bring some of you back. And then all of a sudden, some of the servers and bartenders are actually volunteering not to work because, uh, they actually make more money on unemployment because, uh, you know, when you don't have any customers, you can't make any tips. And that, uh, that uh, once again, becomes a huge problem. I mean, uh, how many of you people out there sit back and think, geez, the hourly wage that I get here, uh, if I only got paid the hourly wage that I currently get, it wouldn't cover the uh, the gas it, uh, it would take for me to drive from home to work every day. But you know, then you get one of those asshole customers that sit, sits back and says, well, why don't you move closer to work? Well, tell that to some of the kids that live in Manhattan that uh, that work in the bars or the clubs out there. You know, uh, some of those places. You know, the, there is no way a hell in hell a bartender or server could afford 
a place, say in Manhattan, uh, and be able to, you know, they'd have, they'd still have to take the uh, train or the bus or ride their skateboard to work every day just because uh, it's cheaper and, uh, but it takes up a lot of their day and it doesn't leave you a lot of free time to do anything else. Your, uh, your work becomes your life and nobody likes that feeling. But $15 an hour. Now, does, is that going to change things around? I'm uh, really wondering. Be, uh, from the customer side, I honestly sit back and say, uh, think that some of these people are going to uh, say, you make $15, you make minimum of $15 an hour. You, uh, you're doing just fine. You don't need a tip anymore. Uh, managers are going to probably freak out be, uh, or owners of these restaurants are probably going to freak out a little bit because their hourly wage, all uh, their expense for hourly wage is going to skyrocket. And maybe that might affect some of the smaller businesses once again. I mean, COVID uh, really took a hammer to uh, privately owned businesses, but uh, you know, the corporate places, they're all doing okay. And but when all of a sudden you come back from after a pandemic, you're going to try to make your money back. And then all of a sudden the government sits back and says, okay, now you have to pay your employees this much. The employees, odds are they're going to be thrilled. Uh, but uh, uh, it's going to hurt the, uh, hurt the businesses a little bit too. You know, I'm trying to look at both sides of the coin here and anybody who's getting thoroughly pissed off at, uh, and angry with rage with me. Remember to keep your hands at 10 and 2. Keep your eyes on the road. Do not yell at your radio. I can't hear you anyway. But, you know, since I don't understand anything uh, about the government, nor do I really, uh, or government economics, or nor do I really ever want to really research it, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that go through my head of, what can happen? What could happen? And I'm sure there's an economist out there right now, maybe one of the bartenders or servers that may be listening to this podcast um, that's studying economics or government economics um, and uh, using bartending or serving as a way to get by so they can pay for school. They've already, they already know the answers to all this stuff. But I'm sitting here thinking, okay, the minimum wage is going to go up. But is what's that going to do for the economy? At first, it'll probably uh, allow people to be more comfortable, live in a place that they like. Uh, but then the price of products, uh, the stuff that we, uh, we buy, whether it's a necessity like toilet paper or something just for fun like toilet paper, uh, the, the prices are going to go up. And so minimum wage, it's going to even out after a little while. So, you know, the point of raising it that high, that makes me question of what the future uh, might bring. I mean, will Snickers bars finally break the $5 mark? I was pissed off the other day when I paid $2 for a damn Snickers bar. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I admit it. It was one of those king-size Snickers bars. I was really hungry, Okay. But when other things came up, like uh, that's there was a story of the guy who was unemployed and or he was 
laid off his job and had trouble paying his rent. And the his landlord was like, oh, yeah, don't worry, worry about it. We can work something out. And somehow the day that the guy received his uh, incentive check, his lawyer knew about it before, almost before he did, um, within minutes, I guess. And uh, so to pay the, uh, in order to pay his rent. And okay, sure, yeah, his the money was probably going to go to pay his rent, but uh, that's another thing that comes up: is cost of living going to go up? Also, so, uh, we're raising minimum wage, and then cost of living is going to go up. It it's a weird thing that I just don't understand. That uh, maybe if one of the bartenders or servers that's studying economics or something like that might be able to explain and really simplify it for dummies like me. Uh, you know, how how's this going to benefit by raising it that high? I mean, uh, sure, it'll be nice to get $15 an hour, but is there a guarantee that they're going to receive tips from there on out? Because uh, a lot of people out there don't want to tip, don't like to tip, and uh, they just feel it's, they feel like it's an obligation nowadays. And uh, at least here in America. Now, you people in Europe... Uh, or anywhere else in the United States, or in, I'm sorry, anywhere else on Earth, um, you probably have a different story about it and a different feeling completely about it. But uh, it's weird uh, how how it all works out. Here where I live, I live in Texas, the oil fields, they were paying really well for anybody and everybody to... Uh, work uh, work when the oil boom was starting to happen. Of course, when COVID happened, all of a sudden everybody start, started getting laid off and gas prices went dirt cheap. Uh, however, once we got a new president, uh, all of a sudden the gas prices went up a quarter. That's weird. Anyway, um, uh, we uh, the oil companies were paying everybody an obscene amount of money, at least to me, to come and work for them. And all of the businesses all around my town where I live uh, were struggling really hard to keep employees. Even the, even the garbage collectors, uh, they were all, uh, you know, quitting their jobs to go work in the oil fields. And all of a sudden everybody in this town realized uh, the dumpsters have been full for a week or two. Uh, where are, where's, where's the garbage dude? And they're like, Oh, we're having trouble. Uh, uh, you know, hiring on people to, you know, we're, uh, we'll get to it as soon as we can. And people all of a sudden started screaming, Hey, we're paying for this service. Why don't, uh, why aren't, why aren't you have, why don't you have the people? The excuse was, well, everybody's running to the oil fields to work for them. So, which forced businesses in my area to pay more to get people to come work for them. Uh, I mean, back in the day when, uh, when I worked at McDonald's, uh, this was back in, what was it, 94, 93, 94. Uh, minimum wage was four and a quarter. And it actually made my jaw drop when I saw that the local McDonald's in the town that I live in now was playing, uh, paying their employees twelve ninety five. I was like, wow. It, it mean, that, that's, that's incredible. I've never heard of a fast food worker that got paid that much. But, uh, you know, some of the fast food workers deserve it, and some of them probably, uh, well, we all need money. Uh, let's, let's not talk down about that. That's the only way we're, gonna, we're able to make it in this world 
is having some cash on us. We don't have to be filthy, stinking rich, but we got to have some cash on us. I always pictured uh, with the money that I made in previous jobs, if I ever was lucky enough to find a woman that can put up with me and want to get uh, want to get married with me, uh, they uh, well, you're supposed to spend what uh, a year's salary, two years' salary, or whatever, and uh, on a wedding ring. And the money I was making at the time, I was sitting there looking at it going, the only ring I'm going to be able to buy her is one that goes, Wah! but that's that's off completely off subject. So bottom line, uh, we have something to look forward to. There, uh, Some of you people in the East Coast and maybe California, uh, you, you have something to look forward to. You're no, uh, within the next six years, uh, it's all going to change. And it's going to be a gradual change up to $15 an hour by 2027. And I want you all to sit back and pay attention to what is going to change, you know, uh, once these businesses realize, oh, we uh, minimum wage is higher. So in order to um, make this business work, we got to raise the prices of the drinks. We got to raise the prices of the food. We got to raise the prices of lodging. And, you know, it's... uh, it's going to be a weird thing. At least that's the way I picture it. And it's just, and honestly, before you start sending me hate emails, honestly, uh, it's uh, coming from a guy that really doesn't understand economics. And I tried once and failed um, with flying colors. So anyway, last call, people, is last call for alcohol. Thank you for listening to Wednesday's Quick Shot episode. I would like to thank... Grander Rum uh, for posting on fa- on Instagram uh, their drink Smoke and Mirrors. Remember, the picture will be available on my Instagram and Facebook. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, all you have to do is just look up Hey Bartender Podcast and you'll find me. Uh, and, uh, hey, don't forget, if you want, have something to say, you want to uh, talk a little bit uh, directly with me, all you have to do, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. And we can get you on the show. We can, uh, I mean, there's this TikTok girl that she, um, she, I've said hi to her. I've mentioned the podcast to her and she's like, I want to be on it. But unfortunately her TikTok account doesn't allow strangers to email her or de- uh, direct message her. So, um, so if anybody knows Rosemary with a happy face tear emoji, uh, on, on TikTok, uh, and she's asked me a dozen times to be on Hey Bartender podcast. If any of you know her, follow her, and are able to talk to her, let her know Hey Bartender podcast wants her on the show. Tell her to email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. And also, don't forget to visit uh, heybartenderpodcast.com, the website. Uh, you can check out previous episodes. You can uh, leave messages. You can uh, check out some of the Hey Bartender podcast swag in there. Um, got T-shirts, stickers, whatever you want. Uh, well, not whatever you want, mostly just t-shirts and stickers. I really should preface that anyway. So, uh, yeah, if, if you want to be on the show, just let me know. And if you want your music to be on the show, just let me know. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's it for me. Uh, thank you for listening. And also remember to check out Laura Hope and the Arctones. I think of her as my house band for this because she's been gracious enough to let me use her song, Dr. Bartender, for uh, the whole, almost the whole time I've been doing this podcast. And, you know, go check out Laura Open the Arctones, because they're awesome. 
course, I'm a big fan of Rockabilly. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got...